I just got an email from the post office saying that you guys have sent me more stuff and I need to come pick it up. So I want to show you something that's starting to pile up around here, so come check it out. Oh, by the way, I am filming today using this little handheld powered gimbal, which supposedly will make the footage a little smoother when I walk around and I can do stuff like that. Anyway, I digress. Check this out. It totally looks like a UPS store here on my dining table, which it's a nice problem to have, don't get me wrong, but I really do need to start getting through some of these. What do you think, Zeter? Hey, check it out, it's Virgil. You gotta meet this guy. So this little guy's name is Virgil. He actually lives in the bushes, but he likes to come up here on the stoop and get a little bit of sun sometimes. So he's waiting for the sun to come out. So in case the cats weren't entertaining enough, we also have a little lizard. Dear Ted, just a note to tell you how much I enjoy your show. This postcard was inspired by two episodes belonging to a place, and they love it when you do that. This shot is of Ocean Shores, Washington, one of the places I belong. So a hearty hello to you and the postal workers. Keep up the good work. All of you sincerely, Brad. Brad, thank you. This is awesome. Really enjoy AOP Steve. Steve, thank you. A recent history of video production. So back in 2008, when I started making these videos, that was a very interesting time because we were right on this cusp of technology. Cameras could shoot HD. They had become fairly affordable. You had computers that could handle uh, the processing power to edit video and render video. You had things like iMovie and Final Cut Pro that had come out. And that was just such an interesting time. A lot has changed since then, and that hadn't been that long a time. I mean, we're under 10 years still. But you know, YouTube came out in 2005, and then that began to proliferate and it's become easier and easier for people to make videos without a crew. You can be the entire production studio with one person. Now, if you do make videos and you do a lot of run and gun shooting, you know that there are several challenges that are very difficult to overcome. Autofocus has been one, particularly if you film using DSLRs or still cameras that shoot video, and that has gotten better recently. But I think the other thing that still plagues me to this day is image stabilization. And you have five axis or three axis or whatever built into cameras now. Sometimes it's optical image stabilization that's in the lens. Sometimes you actually have it in body. But that's a recent thing to come out. And 10 years ago, I'll show you this. I bought this. 
this, and it cost a fortune back then. This is made by Tiffin. This is the Merlin Steadicam. And they were outrageously expensive when I bought mine. I think I paid $800 for this or something crazy. And basically what this is, is a Steadicam. It was a lighter version of the big ones that movie studios would use for action sequences that was like this vest you'd put on. But this was designed to work with these counterweights. And you, you have a whole bunch of them that come with this. And basically you figure out how once you put your camera on this platform, how the counterweight and the balance works and it has kind of this gimbal here and this was really cool um, when it came out for a number of reasons and I've used this a lot on never on this channel really but on commercial work and things like that and I over the years have tried to figure out could I vlog with something like this part of the problem is even if you can get a camera on this and stabilized it takes forever to set up and it's really janky because there's a second part of this platform that grabs onto here and if you have to change your battery or change the card you have to pull this off and then put it back on and it's really a pretty much a mess you can still get these they are considerably less expensive nowadays I think you can get them for between two and three hundred dollars but you know now, this worked for me for a long time and it didn't work so much for shooting oneself but it worked when I wanted to do moving sequences and you know you get your technique down and it worked pretty well I just could never get it into something that I could actually vlog with this is the Joby Gorillapod and I have used this a lot it is far from perfect. It's basically a tripod that you have all these little bendy joints on and you can wrap it around things, but you can also kind of hold it out and work it sort of like a steady cam if you have in-body image stabilization on your camera. It's okay. Um, but a couple reasons I don't like using this is sometimes you don't have something to attach to and I'd rather just have a tripod. And second of all, when you're out and about with this and you have some kind of camera and a microphone on here, everybody thinks that you're trying to be like Casey Neistat. Okay, this is a three-axis gimbal and this is one made by a company called ICAN. This is called the ICAN Beholder. And speaking of autofocus, I don't use it on this camera. So anyway, this is a three-axis gimbal, and basically there are three batteries that go into the grip. And what you do is you kind of just get this to where it balances enough on its own, and then it is powered. And what it does is it uses these two motors, so once I turn this on, it will center up. And then now, on three axes, you can actually move this camera around. And as long as you're not moving around too much and you work on your technique with this, it does work really well for vlogging. And I do need to give a shout out to a friend of mine, um, a wonderful filmmaker. Her name is Chris Prouss, and you might recognize her from the comments. Um, she does a lot of work with gimbals, and she gets some amazing looking footage. She's an excellent filmmaker. I will link to her channel in the, uh, in the show description, and I highly recommend you check her out. She does some really great work. She's also a triathlete and loves to camp and hike and all that stuff, and she's got a really wonderful vlog channel that she does of the great outdoors and all of her adventures. And I will link that up in the show description. And she's very inspiring as a filmmaker and I think she does amazing work. And she does a lot with gimbals and she did a video on those and I'll link that up too where she really uh, got me into the whole idea of doing this. Now, part of the problem that I had with these initially was being able to use this for vlogging. And you guys have seen the what I call the Sparrow Rig, which has the microphone and so uses the same mic and it uses a recorder and all that. That won't fit on here. Uh, even though it's small and it's cool, it's just, you can't balance it. And that's the biggest problem there. And so finally, I ended up trying this using 
the Sony a6300 and I'm using the 10 to 18 millimeter lens and then I'm using the video micro which is really lightweight and so there's just enough room for all of this to fit so it's something that I've been experimenting more with lately it seems like there's always a trade-off I like can get the camera on here but then you can't get audio working or there's just not enough room or something's unbalanced or it just fits on here weird and you can't get it on and off to change batteries and stuff without having to rebalance it but anyway one thing I've noticed is is and I don't know if this is something that I'm going to continue to use a lot because it's still a lot to carry around but it's not as heavy as the the um, the steady cam and it seems to work pretty well for footage and it, it makes it so you can actually just hold this in vlog and do things um, that you aren't used to doing on your channel so this is what it looks like when I'm holding the gimbal and the whole idea is this will give me more flexibility in vlogging and places I can go and getting steady footage is really the key. Now, it's not perfect. Like I said, it's a three axis gimbal. So what it doesn't cover is up and down motion and then back and forth. And so you do have to work on your technique at actually holding it pretty still while you're using it, but it does really well. It is a lot lighter than the steady cam. There still is enough weight on here though. So if you are doing long takes or if you have to retake something a couple times, it does get a little bit heavy but all in all I kind of like this setup the other big drawback is I don't have a monitor if you have a flip monitor and you try and put it out to the side it throws the balance off and I can't flip it up over the top because that's where the microphone is but anyway it's not the perfect solution but I'm going to experiment with a little of this and see if it's something that I can use to enhance what I do we'll see who knows anyway I'm going to take this out tonight uh, and try it out a little bit because when you actually have stuff and you carry it around and you try to use it that's where it gets a little different so anyway i have a lot of mail coming up in future videos so i can't wait to share some of this stuff with you and uh, get to it